Hello, boils and ghouls. It's your favorite host, the most, Benjamin Dutel. Welcome back to another episode of the Horror Heathen YouTube channel and the South Jersey Horror Podcast. It's a wonderful day. It's Sunday. We all hate Sundays and because weather goes back to work next day. And some people are not looking forward to that, especially me, because I work in downtown Philadelphia and it really effing sucks. So now um, today I have a very special guest, Lelia Simington, who plays Emma in the awesome movie, which I just watched recently called The Jester. And it's a really, really good movie, in my opinion. Uh, um, I'm a huge supporter of independent movies. And um, the jester caught my attention because he is quiet, he's scary, and some he's he's someone I don't want to run to in a back alley. That's for damn sure. So, um, Lilia, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, thanks for having me. Um, I'm doing great. I it's I'm here in LA, and it's like about we're about to get like this huge storm that everybody's all worried about. Which who knows? I mean, at West Coast, I feel like LA tends to oversell, but we'll see what happens. We're hunkering down. <laughs> One thing I don't miss about the West Coast is the the horrible weather. I mean, I lived in Seattle for three <laughs> years, and it was just bad. It was yeah. it was depressing. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, you moved there for you moved where you live for the weather. <laughs> so, a quick synopsis about the movie The Jester. Um, it's a malevolent being who terrorizes a small town. Uh, well, terrorizes the inhabitants. I'm sorry, the the, the population of the small town. On Halloween night of all nights, and Jesus Christ, they could have picked a better night for this shit. So, <laughs> including two estranged sisters who must come together to find a way to defeat this evil entity. It's not like Poltergeist, you say some magic spell and the little fucker just disappears. I don't know. So, <laughs> nope, sadly don't. Rated directed by Colin Krawchuk, co-written by Michael Sheffield, who plays the Jester. Um, overall phenomenal movie. You did you did great. You were paramount in the movie. You your acting yeah. and dialogue was perfect. You nailed it to the T, and I would love to see you more movies like this. I mean, because I've got questions. I mean, <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> this movie, I know, I know. I really liked it too. I mean, I thought when I read the script, I was just like, okay, this guy is. I don't know. You can't really tell from the script like what's going to happen because it's so much, you know, creature work, right? Like, I feel like the way that he his physicality as the jester kind of sells the whole thing because he's so polite like did you ever see that move uh that um episode of did, did you ever watch buffy no no i'm not a big fan of buffy no okay i i'm obsessed with buffy um okay. but there's an episode that was like a famous episode that i think won some awards or whatever it was called hush and it was like they everybody loses their voice and these like the gentlemen who are the villains they like come through the town and like cut out people's hearts and there was just something so terrifying about how like sort of polite they were and like their whole physical way and it really it really reminded me of that in a like totally terrifying way yeah it's great i've never seen i'm a little bit using like magic to kill people which did put a big spit on it so um... yeah and not like witch magic like just like cards magic like pick a card like, any card <laughs> like performance performer magic street performers going on it's uh, uh, next time i see a street performer on the street i'm, like, I'm gonna kick him in the nuts i'm like get away from me right, right, just i don't want you i don't you tying your tie and hanging me with a mat with some <laughs> yeah, rope that comes out of nowhere out <laughs> screw you i'm gonna kick you the balls get away from me so <laughs> if you could please describe yourself a quick background if you don't mind um okay 
So I'm from the East Coast. Um, I started acting when I was like five, I think. Um, I've always wanted to be an actor. I did a lot of musical theater and then I did um, a lot of Shakespeare in college. I was in the Shakespeare Repertory Company in New York at NYU. And um, when I graduated, I came out to LA and my plan was honestly, even though I've always like film has always been my, my preferred medium, I came out here to kind of like check it out. And I was planning always on going back to New York. And then, you know, I like got an agent and I booked a movie and I was like, well, okay, I gotta stay here as long as the work is here. And now eight years later or something, I have like a dog and a husband and a house and a, a whole life out here. <laughs> so, um, and the work keeps, you know, coming obviously. Uh, covid notwithstanding strike notwithstanding but um yeah i've been in um i was in a movie called brute force um a feature that we shot during covid um and uh, the new york times wrote us about it and um and then i was in this i've been in a couple lifetime movies including a movie i'm shooting right now um all kind of like in the thriller world so and actually brute force is sort of like a neo-noir thriller so um the world seems to want me in this scary, spooky space right now, and I'm I'm here for it. So that's me. That's fantastic. I'm so happy for you that you have a dog and a husband. I mean, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of movies, um, after looking at your 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 IMD your past IMDb credits, hmm. it no, it looks like you did like comedy, drama, action, thriller. But what drew you into the horror genre of Implant Emma? Yeah. Um, so I had done some horror like shorts a long time ago, kind of when I first got out to LA. Um, and it's always, it's so fun because like this, the stakes are so high all the time. Um, and also I feel like in the indie space, um, especially like when, you know, coming out of pandemic times and all that, like people are making horror movies right and left which is great for the horror loving community um but I feel like yeah I, I think people are they're really easy to um make not necessarily to make well <laughs> but they're easy to get going because there's not this the standards of like production like you can kind of make it in your backyard and it could be amazing like um right, whereas right. you can't really make like an action movie with you know vfx in your backyard um so yeah, I appreciated that. And also, you know, as a kid, I really did not, I was not into horror at all. Um, it scared the crap out of me. And then actually like my first foray was when I, in college, I babysat this kid, Calvin, who for like four years, he was like my little guy and he was obsessed with horror. He's like, you gotta watch the Chucky movies. Like you gotta watch this, you gotta watch that. And so I started like understanding the value and then, honestly, you grow up and the world gets scary enough that horror movies aren't so scary anymore. Right? I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, now I I'm like the, into it. I remember the very first horror movie I watched that I was exposed to was, um, yeah. I think I was like six or seven. My mother took me to go see Silence of the Lambs in the movie theater. Yeah. At six? <laughs> oh, God. You poor thing. No wonder you're here making this podcast. <laughs> Because the movie is finished over, we were walking outside, and I asked my mom, Mom, what the hell would you just watch? And she just looked dead at me, like, What do you mean? Like, people were killed. 
Yeah. Like, what'd you take me to? Dude, silence of the that... That's yeah, nice. It, it's nuts. I remember and... actually that was like the one movie I did like as a younger person, just because I was like, I mean, it was terrifying, like nightmares, but also, I don't know, Anthony Hopkins is so good. Such a good movie. Really? It is. To, to me, it's like a psychological thriller more than a horror yes. movie. So, yeah, more disturbing than yeah. jump scare. It, it, yeah, anyway, digging in people's heads is not my kind of thing. So, yeah, my string does that enough to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm done right. with that. So, <laughs> so the jester, um, he's this, this prick asshole who just shows up out of nowhere. Um, it's supposed to be an allegory of mental illness who folk people, uh, and he focuses on the on those uh, the actions of those who are feeling sad, guilty, and depressed. So obviously Emma is feeling bad about, you know, ignoring her dad and her phone calls. Right. So I'm assuming that even though while she's struggling to make amends with her dad, who's also feeling guilty, and he permits to abandon her. So that's what I'm getting from the movie. I, mean, I could be wrong. I mean, that's, that's my analyzation. So what's your take on it? I mean... Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I totally thought that I... I approached it as this sort of like metaphor for mental illness. I think that she, and she kind of says it like at the end when she's, you know, sort of talking to her dad's, you know, grave. And she's just like, um, this thing that you had, you sort of passed down to me. And now I'm, I'm sort of navigating it, which is like, you know, mental illness, like deep depression. Um, and I think, you know, I sort of played around with the idea that maybe like none of this stuff even actually happened. Like, you know, we never see, we never see like bodies, right? So I was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe it's just like totally in her head, but like these demons are so real to her because they're just like sort of pulling her down, pulling her down and, and, and essentially like, you know the the sort of culmination of that which is what happened to her dad is like he kills himself and so um yeah I thought it was like an interesting way to sort of approach it like this is I don't really have proof that this is actually happening but what I have is this sort of darkness inside me and the more I give into it the worse it gets and the more I fight it you know the more I can sort of see the light and reality returns yeah love how you think because that that's just that makes me look at the movie a whole different perspective now. Yeah, right? It's kind of cool. Now it's all in her head. And yeah, you're right. There are, there are no bodies being shown, which is really weird. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it again just, just to wrap my head around it now. So, like there's no bodies. And like at the end, can I say something about the end or is this a spoiler? Absolutely. Go ahead. Whatever. It's been out for a while. You guys, if you haven't watched it, then, you know, it's your problem. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and, and like at the end, right, it's like she goes to see her sister in like the happier moment and she, but Liam, like he's not there. So it's like, you know, okay, maybe he died because his freaking teeth and eyes came out or whatever, but maybe also like he's just in the bathroom and it's not like uh, my sister is like, you know, limping from a, her big wound or something, you know, I don't know. It's like. It's ambiguous, which I like. I love it. That fantastic answer. That, that's definitely Jesus Christ. I now I'm definitely going to watch the movie again. Fuck me. God damn it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So the idea of the villain, having a villain, uh, a monster or spirit taking advantage of, of your weaknesses, obviously. Yeah. Um, stemming from anger, regret, and resentment, obviously. And it's always laden with potential. So why do you think the gesture had it out for Emma? Do you think it was business or was it personal? Mm, oh, good. Well, I think that's what's so fucking scary about him is that you're like, I don't <laughs> know. What is your agenda, dude? Like, what is your motivation? What do you like? Because we don't we don't get to know him other than that. He does have this like sense of um, justice, weirdly. Like, it's like. Uh, pro like hubris, you know, he's sort of just like anti hubris, right? Like like the kid with the candy <laughs> who and he like teaches this kid a lesson um who, who's like trying to steal his little buddy's candy and like uh the guy with the apple in the beginning which by the way that was like the grossest so he's kill. like he's like a, a serial killer with a conscience pretty much <laughs> yeah it is kind of a killer with a conscience but, but you don't get the sense that he's like to me he feels very not human at all um like i don't feel like he's a guy in a mask i feel like he's some other worldly creature um even though like he's where i don't know yeah it's just it's it's like that's what's so scary to me about him is because i i like couldn't get a sense of his ultimate agenda uh, unless it's like teaching you a lesson in the most like harrowing horrible way just walk up and say dude what's your problem you know, like, it's like you know, leave, leave me alone man just go away i'm already having a hard time in my life <laughs> So, if your character were to, were to die in the movie, I mean, what type of death do you think Emma would have deserved? Deserved? Poor Emma. Jeez. <laughs> to die peacefully in her sleep is what she deserves. She needs a she needs a rest. She needs a spa day is what Emma needs. Um, <laughs> but uh, realistically, like, I feel like she... Um, gosh, ooh, that's a good question. I don't think is the wrong answer. What do you think was would have been the appropriate death for her? Yeah, appropriate death. Okay, that's better. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like so. Remember when she first? Uh, was it her or was it my sister? I can't even remember now. Who goes into that like fun house where the guy's like rah, 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 with the with the big mouth like in the? Yeah, I think it was you. Festival. Yeah, I watched I watched it like a week ago. So maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't remember. I was in it so. Um, and uh but it like that part really scared the crap out of me but like in a good way and i was just like okay uh i would love to see if she was gonna die it would have been fun in sort of like fun house style like a, a race through the fun house where like horrible things are happening to her and you know some some like mirror that she's in the door and that she falls and then she gets like impaled on a big i, I hate those impaling scenes when you fall impaling I don't know. A funhouse death would be like I don't know, like ironic a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like that's this whole the whole deal of this movie is just these sort of the irony of of it all. Wow. So, were there any favorite kill scenes for you in the movie at all? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, well, the hardest one to shoot was this one that the the, the folks of TikTok are into these days, which is that convenience store scene um uh where 
he like pushes down his hat and then takes it off and his head is like gone into his body and it's um that was awesome like the way that they did they had like practical effects for that and it was so cool um and and hard to shoot because it was just a lot of like choreography guy I guess and like smoke and mirrors to make it kind of look right but honestly the guy in the beginning with the freaking apple I was like I didn't know that that had been shot obviously I wasn't there so um that was new to me when I watched the movie for the first time in the theater and I was just like that is so disgust like just like watching it like pop out of his mouth that was disgusting uh, the the head disappearing trick was my favorite one. I mean, I thought it was the, the funniest one in the movie. Yeah, so. it was very funny. <laughs> so. And the poor guy it's still attached to him is like <laughs> he know, head, he's like waving his head inside the hat. It's kind of funny. Right. And those guys were so good. Like they were only on for, you know, the day. Like they just came in. I, I always think that's so cool when people can come in because it's like horrors, you know, they have a very specific vibe. And you kind of have to, everybody kind of has to be on the same page for it to work. And I feel like these guys just jumped in and like, got it. I thought they did such a good job. Yeah. I've seen those two in other movies before and they're great actors. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it was great to see those. I'm like, Oh, shit, I know those guys. So yeah. Um, yeah they're great. Going, they were great going, okay, going forward. Um, there's a movie that you started in post-production is called something's more than the thing where you play the character, the Sarah. The, the character, yeah, Sarah. I, thought, I think I just mumbled my word. Sorry. Something's <laughs> Something, more, it's a, it's a more than one the title. Yeah. Something's more than one thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Are you allowed to talk about that movie at all? Or is it still hush hush? Dude, uh, that movie, we filmed that movie. When did we film that movie? Deep COVID. I want to say like, January 2021 so it's a Russo Brothers movie it was cool I have this like I'm sort of like the girl who comes in a little later and had like a cool scene but I I I wish I could tell you more I don't know I keep being like guys is this movie ever gonna see the light of day so it's sort of the life of an actor is just like sitting there twiddling your thumbs and wondering if maybe one day one of the movies you're in will come out. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, I, I think, think it COVID headed out for everybody. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> right, like post-production. I don't know. It's just, who knows? There's so many things that can stop movies in their tracks, but maybe they're just writing for their moment. Unless INDB is incorrect. I don't know. I mean, I don't trust that website anymore. Because, it is in post-production. It's just been in post-production uh, for a long time. Because there's times I've, I've I've talked, I've said bios by other actors I've interviewed, and they're looking at me like, dude, you're totally wrong. I'm like, I am so sorry, because that's what they're saying. So <laughs> No, no, that's, that's you're right. It is, in, it is not come out yet, but it, I just don't know if it ever will. So. so any other projects coming up you talk about? Any, any musical, dancing, thing, something coming up that we can talk about that you can you can brag about? Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I'm in a movie that's being shot right now, um, a, a Lifetime movie. Um, and I wish I could tell you the name of it, but I don't think I'm allowed to. A And also, they always change their titles. So whatever, whenever I shoot a Lifetime movie, they it's like, 
and I have friends who've been in several of them and they like, I don't think anyone has kept their title. Um, <laughs> so funny. So that, and um, let's see if you, if you're, in, if you folks are into D and D um, I'm oh, in this. Of course I am. Okay, yes. great. So um, I'm in this awesome D and D podcast called hero club. Um, and I've been in the last like few seasons and we like a standing player in the last few seasons and they, it's cool that we sort of like, we improv, we play, you know, in real time and record like the full five hour session of the campaign. And then they edit it down to like a nice sort of cinematic one hour episode with like sound effects and all sorts of good stuff and music. So it's really fun. They do a really good job and the DM is amazing. So Hero Club, you can tune into that. Um, <clears throat> also, iHeartRadio does these cool narrative uh, podcasts. And uh, I was in one called Wheel Woman and then another one that hasn't come out yet. Um, I think it's going to come out in the next month or two called Fodor's Travels. Um, and they're all like based on true stories, but we get to do all these cool characters and voices, tons of voiceover work um, over the last year, probably because everyone was on strike and that was the only thing happening but uh yeah i I'm, I'm looking forward to this year picking up and there being more stuff happening voiceovers i, I don't think i have the talent to be do a voiceover actor i would mess things up so bad <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's tricky i mean you sort of you know i like it because and maybe this is like being a, a woman in the industry especially but like it's nice to have a way of working um and being a performer where, you, where nobody's looking at you, you know, like no makeup, nobody's cares, you know, what you look like. It's just all your <clears throat> instrument. So I appreciate that, I think. And you can do, and I think also roles that I would never get cast in based on the way I look, I get to play as a voice. Like for instance, um, I was in a movie, I was in the, I was like the voice of this little baby boy, Tiger in this like thing called Toby's Big Adventure and I like I played a little guy who just like talked like this and it's like no one would ever you know I'd never get to be a, a 10 year old boy <laughs> but I do in a voiceover that's great I mean yeah. but uh, that, that's what I tell my actors well not my actors but the actors I interview before the show is like be yourself I mean yeah. do we say what you want to say um I interviewed an actress if you're familiar with Marianne Hagen she was in Halloween 5 oh yeah, yeah. I, I used to I, I interviewed, she was in her pajamas, wearing sunglasses, drinking a cup of coffee, smoking a cigarette. I was like, Incredible. I don't care. Be yourself. <laughs> her hair's all everywhere. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Get to see the real you. This is what the world wants to see. Yeah. Yeah, totally. They really do. It's true. Yeah. I'm in my well, it's been too. fantastic talking to you. I love, I love you're, you're an awesome guest. Um, It's been great. Um, I'm hoping that I get to see you more movies. And I wish you nothing but the best in your career and a lot of success being an actress. And you're That's definitely so Emmy worthy. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna give you shit what they say. You, you, <laughs> fuck that. Go bigger. Go to the Golden Globe. Screw it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, damn right. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. You have a wonderful Sunday, and I will see you on the big screen. Okay. Bye.